Hey, this is Jimmy Trammell. Welcome to the Tulsa World Scene Podcast. We're, this is a history-making podcast because one, uh, Jenny Graham from our editorial department has never joined us before as a guest, and two, we've never done one uh, with Grace in a store parking lot before. But sometimes uh, work calls for just whatever you can think of, and uh, you just you just got to go with it wherever you're at. So Grace is toughing it out today in the store parking lot. Um, yeah. I'm sure everybody went to a zillion stores before the holidays to go shopping and has to be like the biggest uh, store day of the year when everybody goes back to the store the next day and returns things they don't like or didn't fit and all that sort of thing. You're, you're busy. The stores are busy. You want to get home. Where can you go to get some food that's fast and you're not feeling like you're eating really low quality stuff? You guys got any uh doesn't have to be fast food. It could be just any place I know I can get some food fast that's going to be good in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I think for me, one of my go-tos has been Lone Wolf um, downtown. Um, it's not really fast food, but they are very fast there, and you can take, take it to go really easily. Their banh mi sandwiches and their rice bowls and stuff are just delicious, and you can tell everything is really high quality. So that's one of my go-tos. What about you, Jenny? I have two teenagers in my house, so we're not really hitting there. It's more like raisin canes. It's we do a lot of quick trip. And actually, the bet one of the best gifts you can give, get or give are all those those quick trip fundraising cards. You buy for like 20 bucks and you get all these free like quick trip things. That's awesome. And you will never, you will use every one of them and you won't need to return it. And so we've been using that. So we do a lot of like quick, because they have, my daughter, I think eats a grilled cheese from there almost every day. Loves that. So we do lots of that kind of thing. But I'll tell you, there was this place on, because I live out South, this place called Taco Town. It's amazing. It's authentic. Like it, it'd be like a taco truck, only it's, it's like a drive through restaurant. It's on 71st, and we go there all the time. We just do like street tacos. Fabulous. It's quick. Mm. It's inexpensive. It's local. And I know it's Taco Town, not the most inventive name. I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's really good. So, you know, when uh, when Wendy's added a breakfast menu, I thought, do we really need another fast food place adding a breakfast menu? But I got to tell you, I dig Wendy's breakfast. Their their sausage biscuit is as good as there is of any of the fast food places. It has a lot of flavor. Uh, and here's this is really shocking. They actually use a real egg on their breakfast sandwich. You, you can tell that they've cracked an egg and it looks like an egg. And it was not poured out of a mix to make some kind of egg product. So mm -hmm. I, I know it's straight fast food, but, but Wendy's breakfast foods, I'm kind of digging. Huh, because I, I like the Brahms bacon, egg, and cheese. It could be the yeah. bacon. Really, you put bacon on anything. Is it wrong? No. Oh, we're, by the way, we're missing James Watts today, who is normally with us on our Zoom. Uh, and speaking of breakfast foods and, and uh, whatever else, we once did a taste test in the office. Which fast food place has the best breakfast burrito? And uh, I did not strategize this thing great because I went around town and bought them all, bought them back to the office. Then they have to be photographed before you can't, I mean, you, 
you can't just let them photograph one that's half eaten. So you let them photograph it first, then we do the taste test. So they've been sitting around a pretty good while by the time we dig into these, even if you microwave them. And I think I made James a little sick that day. So uh, <laughs> sorry, James. <laughs> James had a good story this morning on the the Swedish restaurant, the restaurant of the year. Mm-hmm. I I've never eaten that kind of food, but now I'm really intrigued. Something like marinating an aquavet. I'd try that. It sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try it too. In 2023, it's on my list. Yes. Do you have anything on your list, Jimmy? What are you going to try? Um, I don't know what new I want to try, but I mean, everything James writes about, you know, I want to try because he makes it sound, uh, he brings out the highlights of where he's going. I'm, I'm always digging any, any place with chips and salsa. Uh, Mexican places should be judged by the quality of their chips and salsa. Am I right or wrong? Yes. Have you ever been to a place, like when you leave Oklahoma, there are other states, and this really surprised me, they will charge you for chips and salsa. I went to Ohio a couple of years ago. I know, my mistake. I go to a Mexican restaurant in in like Cincinnati, and they would charge me for chips and salsa. I was so outraged, I just almost left. But, you know, I had a margarita, so I wasn't actually going to leave until that was gone. (laughs) Grace, where's your go-to place for chips and salsa? Ooh, good question. Um, I honestly love three tequilas on Brookside because it's pretty much at the table already when you sit down and Mm -hmm. you can just start digging in, which I really appreciate. Um, Yeah, three tequilas, I think, is my favorite. Ponchos, um, we've talked about ponchos before, another, (laughs) but they have great um, queso as well. I really enjoy their queso, so... Those are some of my faves. I get it to go a lot from Ricardo's on uh, 41st Street. Just, you know, give me a giant sack of chips and a big tub of of chips and salsa and we're good to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did not know that. Huh. Well, Uh, I'm in the mood for that now. I mean, now that holiday food's (laughs) like over, like I cannot have any more ham and cheesy potatoes. So I think we need to like get out and try these other restaurants it so. is interesting you guys are burned out on holiday food by now you're all ready to move on from whatever you had for christmas and everything mm-hmm. else yeah i actually had it again last night because my family's christmas got pushed back to um last night and this morning we've kind of been celebrating up at grand lake and so um i was the last one to get there last night and there was a turkey dinner waiting <laughs> there for me <laughs> and i was like oh i love this but i've had this so many times already (laughs) but it was still delicious (laughs) so do you have turkey for thanksgiving and christmas is that that what your family does yeah turkey and ham wow yeah yeah we just do the ham which i'm i'm good now i'm i'm good for a while but you know turkey is one of those things where i have it every thanksgiving and i'm like this is really good why don't i have this any other time of the year because i and i should i mean it's one of those foods that I could have in July. I don't know why I don't. What What do you have, Jimmy? What's on your uh, family table? My, my dad makes a huge breakfast on Christmas morning, which is to me is better than a Christmas dinner. He bought, he overachieved, he bought four kinds of sausage to make. For, so we had sausage and bacon and eggs and biscuits and gravy and a ton of it left over. I mean, you could, uh, you know, build a wall with the biscuits we had left over. Uh, but, biscuits uh, and gravy. That's like. Pr- pretty heaven. amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. So do you not have, do you not have dinner then? My, my daughter cooked us a uh, non-traditional 
Christmas dinner on Christmas night of uh, some fried chicken and some other stuff. So she did great at it. It was big time. <laughs> oh. See, my daughter does that. She'll like have her alternative. She made me make chicken for her because she doesn't like any of that stuff. Which oh. now I'm like, why am I doing that? But you know, you just what we do for our kids. Yeah. But I'm kind of, I'm ready for, for getting back to my normal food. So, but be, be, be honest. Ahead. Don't tell me the item. Did you take anything back? No, it was a, we have gotten into like gift card Christmases, which I love. So like I went for my mom, she likes Bath and Body Works, loves Bath. I, I just get her a gift card and like pick it, your, pick it yourself, pick out what you want yourself. Yeah. And so I get gift cards and sales after Christmas, right? So I can, you can get like double what you would have before. So that's. We didn't return anything. Grace, what about you, Grace, do you return anything? No, and I don't think I'm going to. My family really killed it with Christmas this year, so I think I think I'm pretty happy with everything. What about you, Jimmy? Well, I did get the same book twice, so I took one of the copies back, uh, a Carol Burnett book, which is great. I took it back and got a Paul Newman uh, memoir, so I'll read Paul Newman. I read uh, what's his name, Mel Brooks' memoir. I got it for Christmas and read it, and uh, it was fantastic. I didn't know he was stationed in Fort Seal back in the day during World War II basic training, so I learned something. Now, now I want to talk to Mel Brooks about being in Fort Seal, which he was not a big fan of, by the way. I don't know if he would have been, been a big fan of any military base, though. Is there something just about Fort Seal or just the well, move, the, being in the Army at that time? Raised in New York, so it was like a completely different environment for him. So... You know, hmm. different. Yeah, but basic training. Are you going to like that anywhere? Pro probably not. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we have one more. So we have New Year's coming up. Yep. Do you have any New Year's food traditions? Come on, fat black-eyed peas. You grew up in rural Oklahoma, Jimmy. Who came? Who I came up with you that? Grew up with black-eyed peas. Did, for did the black-eyed pea producers come up with this idea that hey, let's tell everybody you're going to the block? My grandmother said, and my great grandmother said, if I don't have black-eyed peas. I would have bad luck for the year. And so I would have it. And I know you grew up around that same area. You I'll, had have to some, that. I'll have some black eyed peas. Okay. Are you really? Or are you just saying no, that? No, I will. The mass is here. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. All good. <laughs> what about you, Grace? Do you have any like New Year's type traditions? Mm. Um, I'm trying to think right now. Um, I know sometimes, um, we haven't done this in a couple of years, but we used to always do like shrimp cocktail with my family for some reason, which is kind of like random. I feel like, um, shrimp cocktail and then just like assorted cheese and crackers, kind of boring, but that's kind of what I remember from going out. It's very out. different from, uh, Fairland, Oklahoma, where, where I got my black eyed peas. <laughs> now, you're not getting shrimp out of the, the, the local, uh anywhere around there mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, I had I had catfish once in Las Vegas you know so go figure I mean that Ooh, was a bad choice don't do too. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't do that I did one, the one time I went to Maine I was visiting there and for through a whole weird thing we ended up my husband and I ended up at this like firehouse and they were all making this great seafood you know we're in Maine but they were obsessed with catfish like when they found out I was from Oklahoma all they wanted to talk about was catfish, how, you know, how to make it, where to get it. And I just, 
I thought here you have this, you have lobster and crab and all you want to talk about is a bottom feeder fish. It was just the weirdest <laughs> thing. I think it just depends on like where you're from. If you don't have it, it's got to sound exotic, I guess. So they yeah. would be very disappointed with the, uh, <laughs> well, have to fry it. That's what I told them. I go, I don't know. You just fry it. Speaking of disappointed, our bosses will be disappointed if we don't talk about what's in the newspaper coming up and on TulsaWorld.com online uh, this weekend. Grace, what do you have for us this weekend? Um, on the first, I have a big story about just all these different ways that you can enter 2023 on a relaxing note, um, some tips for self-care, self-exploration, um, different things like that. And um, I spoke to Deb Worthington, who is a former Tulsa World employee who owns Transcendent Tulsa now and learned all about the cool things that she's doing there. Um, and our photographer, Daniel, came along and took some amazing photos. So that'll come out this Sunday. Wow. Jenny? Fun. I want to do, I want to I do her stories. My stories <laughs> are not at, did you, did you do like the float thing? Is that part no. of it? No, she does do the float stuff too, but I did, um, she had me do this light treatment where I laid on a table and this light shone on my face. I had my eyes closed and it produced all these amazing like colors and patterns behind my eyes. It was just, it was wild, but it's um, supposedly supposed to help with like depression and anxiety and kind of bring you into a calm, relaxed state, stuff like that. So it was oh, cool. <laughs> I want I want, just trade me jobs for like a week. I'll just do that. <laughs> because mine, mine is, uh, I didn't talk about politics. See, you should come on my, my podcast and we'll talk about things like the child tax credit and, and public school vouchers. I'm, yeah. I'm all in. That's, well, let's that's, go. My, that's my world. No one's given me like a light treatment. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. This, this weekend though, I, I did something kind of, it's, you know, the holidays is sort of like a break, but my mom for the first time in 32 years, my mom is moving to my hometown, to where I'm living. So she's okay. moving to Tulsa, like within weeks and just everything that goes along with your <clears throat> older parents moving closer to you and what that entails. And we'll be dealing with a lot more of that. So those of us in a, with the new sandwich generation, Gen Xers and millennials. So getting into that a little bit. Okay. What about you, Jimmy? On Friday, I have a uh, book that people should read that came out this year. Uh, Willie Nelson wrote a song called Me and Paul about his drummer, Paul English, who, oh, by the way, also was kind of a criminal and also his best friend. Uh, and it's a fantastic story about uh, Willie and Paul's adventures over the years, which you can just imagine what uh, uh, your, well, your imagination may not live up to what the book is. It may be even more. Uh, but I'll write about that on Friday. And then on Sunday, uh, speaking of books, a author who used to live in Tulsa has written a book about uh, devoted to all things, leave it to Beaver. And uh, it's, it's, it's not in my wheelhouse. I wasn't really raised on that classic sitcom. I, I watched a lot of classic sitcoms. That wasn't one of them. But I really enjoyed uh, finding out why this person was fascinated by leave it to Beaver. Very cool. Well, I'm going to read your section. Sounds fun. <laughs> I read your section every every week. I'm going to crash what? this party. I might crash this party more. You guys have fun stuff. Well, Jenny, <laughs> when you write your book about your favorite classic sitcom, what would that be? Oh, there's so many. You know, I kind of, it's weird because when I was a kid, I grew up in Grove where they didn't have, a, and we, I remember watching a lot of I Dream of Jeannie, 
Hogan's Heroes. There was like Gilligan's Island and that kind of era. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I remember because that's just what I think about. We got WGN as like a, with, with like the rabbit ears or something. Sure. So we have that. Well, I, I don't know. I watched a lot of TV. I watched a lot of TV growing up. I mean, that's just, so you could throw a lot of them out there. What about you? You're like, Grace, you're like those, like Smokey and the Bandit kind of stuff, right? Well, my two favorite shows of all time are uh, Kolchak, The Night Stalker, and The Rockford Files, which That's debuted right. the, which debuted on the same night, coincidentally, September thirteenth, nineteen seventy three. So, and and the re- and the shows still hold up. I love the characters. Grace, what's your uh, classic sitcom that you may be eligible to write a book about someday? Um, it's so basic, but I have to go with Friends. I've seen it so many times and I feel like I just, I know, I know every episode by heart at this point. So I feel like I would have to write about that. Okay, let's flip the old. <laughs> like I watched that in real time. But you know what's <laughs> weird about Friends? It's a great, like when I watch it now, because I live through it. Like when I see a party scene, I look at that and go, I think I was at that party. Because it, it, they really kind of like, yes, I remember being in an apartment like that with those. It's very weird. It's a, like a point in time. So, is How I Met Your Mother friends just for the next generation? You think? Maybe I haven't seen that one actually, but I don't know. Maybe so. There's kind of a Ross guy, and there's kind of, you know on and on and on. And, <laughs> but uh, okay. you, you know, in our era, Jimmy, I think you'd have to put Fantasy Island and Love Boat in classic TV. I've I've binged the entire Love Boat series, so I've seen every episode. Fantasy yeah. Island gets a little uh, slow, even though they when they followed each other back to back on. I think it's yeah, I remember back-to-back. that. But you know, I remember Fantasy like with Fantasy Island. I thought that's great sci-fi. I mean, I was like ten, so but I just remember that being like my introduction into that that genre. So I, I was going to ask while we're on this: Is there a show you watch you love back in the day? And you try to watch it now and you think, I really can't do this. I can't watch this. Hmm. That's a good question. I can't think of anything right off the bat. I think there are some episodes, even with friends, there are some episodes that's like, oh, it's a little, it's a little you wouldn't go now. It's got like, yeah. you know, like Archie Bunker kind of like sure. Would, would that would that fly now? Yeah you know, in being offensive or something like that. Like there, I can't think of a whole show I wouldn't want or, you know, series, but there are certainly episodes from the past. That- I have a hard time watching the Beverly Hillbillies just because they're uh, portrayed to be so dumb. I mean, think about this. Jethro yes. is the smart one, okay? He's the one that can do math. So I have a hard time watching the Beverly Hillbillies. Grace, yeah. do you have one, Grace, yeah, you have one that's hard to watch? This. Hmm. what about for you grace are there some that you watch and you're like how'd this ever get on the air (laughs) um i'm trying to think right now um kind of for the same reason you were talking about with friends like some episodes of sex in the city when i watch them back now i'm like they they should not have been saying things like that or it's kind of Hmm. offensive now so it's a little it's a little cringy when i watch it back now but i mean that show is still great there's definitely good stuff in it but yeah some of the episodes are a little a little much sometimes yeah i'm, I'm scared to watch 90210 reruns because i don't think they're going to hold up very well i mean i don't know <laughs> yeah i didn't watch those when because i was in college then so i didn't yeah. really have time to watch that 
you were living it then. You weren't just watching it. You were living it. <laughs> well, I wasn't. They were in high school and college. Of course, they were living lives that would have aged them. So, yeah, I guess. Well, the, the oldest cast member was like 30 and she was in high school, you know, so. No That's deal. true. Yeah. True. Well, I think we're all talked out for today, are we not? It was fun. Thank okay. you for inviting me. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Come back sometime. Can you sing I the will. Carol I, I can either get us out of here or you can sing the Carol Burnett song to close us out. I don't remember the Carol Burnett song. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we had this time together, blah, 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 at the See, end. I don't, I don't remember that. You're I remember so her young. cutting the ear. You're such a puppy. I know. Well, no, I remember Tim Conway on that show. I love Tim Conway on that show. I was a yeah. little kid. I remember sneaking in to like, so it was past my bedtime, but I'd sneak out to like watch the TV behind my parents. I'd always get busted because I'd start laughing at something Tim Conway would do. Uh. I'll, I'll close this out with this. In the okay. Carol Burnett book that I mentioned, uh, Tim Conway was at a party, okay? And he, he put a bag over his head and cut some eyeballs out. And then he got a Polaroid camera, uh, took a picture of himself, cut out the head, put it on his driver's license with the bag over his face, and then intentionally drove around the neighborhood until he got stopped with the bag over his head. And then when the cop asked for his driver's license, he showed him the driver's license with his face and the bag over his head. I mean, that's Tim Conway, next level, genius, comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that might not go over well now. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, you can catch this wherever you get your favorite podcast or your least favorite podcast. I mean, who knows? So uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you. Bye.